Just a heads up, this is a feel-good podcast, but we do talk about some mental health issues. So remember, if you or a mate needs help, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 and check out our show notes for more helpful resources. Hey there, you're listening to Good Talk Great Mate, a podcast made by young people for young people. Come join us for a chat on the banks of the Namoi River. So sit back and relax, your mental break starts now. Like a, like a, I don't know what I sound like. Sometimes, Kate, you do just have to just let it go. Welcome to the Good Talk Great Mate podcast. My name is Kate Weeks and I'm a student at Narrabri High coming to you from the 2Max FM studios on Camillary Country. Today, I'm going to be sitting down with Mr. David Pierce. David needs no introduction around here, but for those of you who don't know him, he's owned a super successful and super cool business called Authentic Trademarks for years bringing a taste of city and surf fashion into our main street and offering a whole new retail experience for country kids. He's also known as Narrabri High School's public relations and community liaison. But before that, he was well known and kind of a big deal in the exciting, challenging and creative fashion industry, working with brands like Levi's, running in with celebrities and supermodels. But we'll get to that later. This episode, the two of us are going to be talking about the importance of having a good role model and what advice an influence like this could have to offer. Afterwards, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into some of the major events a teenager might experience and just how valuable a second voice of understanding could be in a tough situation. David has mentored generations of Narrabri locals, giving them the courage and confidence to believe in themselves and chase their dreams. But before we start, I have to introduce a few short clips. We have three amazing people who have each put together a quick audio message. Hey, Alex here. A few words about David Pierce. Over the years, David has played a huge part in my life. He's been my manager, my unofficial therapist, my mentor, and most of all, a really good friend. I know there's never a time when I can't call David up and share good news or ask for advice. He is nothing but supportive and understanding, and we always end up in fits of laughter by the end of our conversations. He's been there through so many different stages of my life, both professionally and personally. And for that, I say thank you for everything, David. Hi, my name's Toby Knight. I think David Beers is awesome. He gave me my first job. He helped me get through a lot of stuff. Before that first job with him, I had a pretty bad brain injury um, that set me back a lot with mental health. I had anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff. And... He just really helped me understand myself a lot better and just pushed me to keep being myself and doing the things that I love to do. And yeah, so he's a great mentor. Well, first of all, he's a great bloke and then he's a great mentor. Um, If there's anyone that I could put in my corner to help me achieve things in life, it'd be David Pierce. He's just, he's an awesome guy. And without him, then I never would have been able to do any of the modeling like he just really helps people achieve things that they don't think they can without David Pierce I definitely wouldn't be where I am today and I'm forever grateful yo 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 my name is Jacob O'Neill and David Pierce was a great mentor to me I started working with David when I was 16 at Authentic Trademarks and during Five years, I'm pretty sure I worked there. Yeah, it was five years. I got to 
not only learn some really powerful skills in the way of communication and sales and uh, really immerse myself in an industry that I just absolutely loved. Beyond that, I got the opportunity to really express myself. And self-expression was something that I really struggled with growing up in a small country town, feeling as though I always wanted to dress differently or speak differently or do different sports or listen to different music. And it was working uh, at Authentic Trademarks and being mentored by David that allowed me to really, yeah, it really allowed me the safe space to express myself without judgment. And that to me was what allowed so much of my my natural my natural beauty what what really made me me to come through and it served me well and truly for all of my 20s and into my 30s this um these core principles and the foundation that uh david created for me over those five years and still to this day i i hold yeah hold him in my heart and i really really love him as a brother so thank you so much and big big love well, first of all, welcome to the podcast, David. Thank you so much for being here. Sorry, that was really very, very, very sweet. That's my absolute pleasure, Kate. About these audio messages, David, that may have been some of the most wholesome few minutes of my life. I'm just going to get straight into it. How much did you pay them to say that? Oh. <laughs> no, no, Kate, I'm actually quite taken back from the response. It's very, very, very sweet. And I think it actually, it means more to me than what, I can probably say. So, yeah, it was very, very, very sweet. So thank you for for arranging that. So jokes aside, those are some pretty special audio messages, David. What's the first thing that comes to mind after hearing them? How does it make you feel? Uh, Look, it's um, actually I'm quite quite overwhelmed and and quite humbled, I think, is probably the best way. Um, You probably working... um, for for 20 years in authentic trade trademarks it just you know is very very fast paced and it was go 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 and it's a bit a bit like life we get caught up in the moment we don't often take the time to appreciate um and enjoy the journey and to hear messages back from three of my former staff members or family members um it's um it's so rewarding gratifying I guess to to realize what an impact I actually have made on their on their lives so that your team at authentic trademarks became like family to you yeah it? yeah absolutely and still to this day they're just like my big extended family so by the sounds of it they weren't actually lying you're a pretty decent guy and you my friend have a history of helping young people around Narrabri. This episode is all about the importance of having a good role model and David is someone I look up to and go to for advice at Narrabri High School. In the spirit of getting to know a bit more about you, you've also run a super cool and super successful business here called Authentic Trademarks, which if I'm correct, involved you bringing a taste of city and surf fashion into our very own main street. If not described like that, I want to get a feel of what kind of pieces you sold. So imagine you're pitching your ideas to me. Could you tell me why I would have wanted to buy there above anywhere else? Kate, oh wow, that's a really interesting question. The fact is that Authentic Trademarks was more than just a just a clothing store. It was about lifestyle. It was about being the person who you wanted to be. You could come into Authentic Trademarks and it wasn't like a cookie cutter uh, fashion store. Like if you wanted the perfect jean, 
pair of Levi jeans to fit. You could come into authentic trademarks no matter what size, shape that you were and we could we could sell you a pair of jeans. I sold jeans from people who were one month old and my oldest customer was 94. So I got a 94-year-old into a pair of Levi jeans and she felt amazing. But Authentic Trademarks was always more than just a clothing store. Wow, David. A bit cool, a bit trendy by the sounds of it. <laughs> so some of this stuff obviously hadn't have made its way into many other Narrabri stores at that time, meaning you would have had to venture into the wider world. I have a little source here saying that back before you started a business in Narrabri, you had 15 years' experience in the fashion industry. So you were kind of a big deal in the smoke and you worked in the fast-paced, high-flying world for brands like Levi's. You were rubbing shoulders with celebrities and supermodels and going on shoots with Pepsi and MTV. Bit crazy if you ask me. And look, I know your modelling peak might have been a little bit before my time, but it sure sounds like you had the skill behind you and you knew a thing or two about the fashion industry. Is there anything positive you learnt during your modelling days that you take with you and meditate on regularly? Maybe a piece of advice or a niche quote you saw once upon a time? Okay, the modelling industry always gets a really, really bad rap, you know, and there is that really nasty side to it, you know. And you've got to remember this was back in the late 90s when I was doing this. So all the models were like super, super thin. So it was all that whole waif thing that was coming through. And even me, who like I'm six foot four, the industry is that you have to go to castings. And so you go to castings, you have your, your portfolio and there could be like 50 people at a casting and then that's a small casting. And they would look at your portfolio, they would get you to walk and they would go, no, nope, your looks are too commercial. And that's, you know, as like a 20-something-year-old, that's actually really, really hard to hear. Once you get that through your head, and you go, well, actually, you know what? I just wasn't appropriate for that job. And that's something that I have learned and I've taken that through my life. You know, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a doctor. But you know what? That didn't happen for me. And I think now I can look back and say, well, you know what? At that time in my life, that wasn't appropriate for me. And I think when another door shuts, another door opens. And getting back to answer your original question about what was one piece of advice, one of my bosses said, never miss an opportunity. And that's something that I learned and taken that with me even to this day. So that was a really, a really valuable piece of advice. Not saying that you can't go and grab an opportunity all the time, but there is things that come into your life. I think our lives, especially now, have become so fast-paced that we really just don't have time to sit back and appreciate it. And living and working in Sydney and in the fashion industry, like it's a very, very fast paced. These opportunities would come up and I was like, you know, I have to take this and I have to go and do this. And But yeah, it's probably that is the most valuable piece of advice that was given to me back in the day. So my take takeaway from it is never miss an opportunity. Okay, so from what I gather, you're not just a friendly face. You actually strive to be a role model. I was wondering if you had a mentor yourself. I think we have different mentors in our life. And I know from the time that I was quite young, I had people that I didn't realise were mentors at the, at the time, 
but people that I looked up to and people that inspired me for different things. Um, and I think those people are very special when they come into your, to your life. Um, I had a great uncle who inspired me. He was the director of Pinot Cruises here, here in Australia. And I always was so interested in his stories and his life, you know, traveling the world and, and meeting all these amazing people. And when we would see him, when we would go to Sydney as kids, I would just sit there and listen to his stories and be so, so, so inspired. And he took an interest in me that I was interested in what he was doing. And that's something that was very, very valuable that I still use now. Um, you know, just because you don't fit in. And I, Jacob actually said that in, in, in his thing. Like it's to be yourself and to have somebody to mentor you or to guide you to be a better version of yourself um, I think is really, really important. Um, and then, like during my my work life, I've I've had such incredible people in the fashion industry who um, have mentored me um, in so many different different ways, and um, and I think that I've learnt so much um, not not only in a professional sense but in a personal sense as well, and that has helped me grow and different things that I've taken from all these incredible people that have been been in my life um, I have I still still use now and um, in my current role at the high school um, it's more it's more than uh, public relations and community liaison it has actually turned into a mentoring role which is sort of something that um, is interesting for me and it's something that I'm very personally passion, passionate about because I saw the value from a very very young child of someone taking an interest in me and you know when you are a little bit different and you are a little bit offbeat and you think oh you know I've got to be this person and I have to fit into normal society especially being in a in a country town it's sort of you know that's that's I can see what has benefited me from 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 a very very young young age so yeah yeah no wow so going back to the um your your professional title so david why do you take the time to mentor young people like where does your drive come from kate i think my drive comes from being able to give back to the not only to the community but to the youth as well because um, I know when I was growing up, I had an incredible group of people around around me. Not not only family, but people outside of my my very very small close family, um, and people were drawn to me on a personal level, and that was sort of something that I actually found really really weird. And people would want to come up to me. They were interested in what I had to say. And for the first time in my in my life, it was like, wow, people actually are interested in what I want have to have to say. And I have opinions, and I have information and advice that I can give to people. And um, yeah, and I think that's that's something that I can see so many kids at the high school especially um that ha that want to do these things and and are inspiring and and want to be inspired as well sometimes that they just need um 
a little hand up rather than a hand hand out. And I think that that's, that's what drives, drives me, you know, like for example, you know, Poppy, Poppy Smith, a former Nara high school student has an interest in, in fashion. And, um, she, with my interest in my love of fashion, it was exciting for me to be able to give her an opportunity and show her more of what is uh, what goes on in the fashion industry um and um you know there's there's so many other other students you know that want to do public speaking or they want to do modeling or they or they want to do this or they want to do that and i think sort of you know sometimes and because our lives are so busy these days um for somebody like me just to take the time to, to sit down and say hey you know have you ever thought about doing this or have you ever thought about doing that and believing in yourself that you can do these things you know we can't do everything and we can't be an expert at everything that we do but you know there's so many doors that can be open and just having an opportunity to be able to do these things you know if it works it works if it doesn't hey we try we try something else so yeah that's lovely um don't mean to girl gossip here, but Poppy's dress at the formal, <laughs> I, I was living for it. It was pretty, was it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So is there one person or story in particular that you're really proud to have impacted on? Like someone that maybe really like took you by surprise or took a turn for the better, exceeding your expectations? Um, as in a mentoring type yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I counted up in the 20 years that I that I had authentic trademarks, I had 35 or 37, I can't quite remember now, young pe- people who were all from Nara High School that that I employed on um, a casual basis that went through the um, Academy of Authentic Trade Trademarks and they all left and I ho- hopefully that they all left with a little bit of a a little bit more self confidence, a little bit more of an understanding about who they actually were. Well, it's really lovely, David. So we've established that you work directly with teens. Do you think having a mentor at such a young age is an important tool, or even just having an outlet of advice that isn't a parent? If so, was was that? Uh, yeah, okay, I do, I do. I think the parents and 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 your your immediate family have an important role. You know, they're there to financially, emotionally support and care for you. But I think teens, and I've been very fortunate to to work with teens for you know over over twenty five years now, um, and their needs and their and their wants are so different and sometimes it's easier to talk to a complete stranger that that doesn't that is not there to judge you or to say you know you shouldn't be doing this this is what you should be doing and it's and it's good just to just to bounce different ideas off things and and to and for someone to be to be a little bit neutral as well and to say okay yeah yeah have you ever thought about looking at it in another in another way so yeah yeah at the risk of making this sound like a therapy session, let's rewind to your teenage years, back when, you know, horse and carriage was all you knew. <laughs> I read an article where you quoted saying, I wasn't your typical country kid. I didn't play sport and was left-handed with a really bad stutter. Being mildly dyslexic, I chose to live in my own little world. The same article also said you displayed an artistic flair from a young age, which sounds cool, but how are your teenage years growing up in a country town? Wow. 
growing up in uh, in a country town um, in the seventies and the and the eighties. Really interesting. Um, you know, now that I'm in my fifties, I've had time to reflect, and um, and it's something I never thought I thought I would actually ever ever say was to reflect on my on my life. But you do. You do. And I think sort of um, actually working at the high school was a place that I never, ever wanted to go back to because I had such not very, very fond memories. Um, but look, it was, it, it, was, it was hard, you know. Um, I was left, left-handed, dyslexic. Um, I had a really bad stutter. And I, to, over, to overcome that, I basically just... Uh, used my creative side to draw pictures, and to that's that's how I got to 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 explain things. So yeah, that was really interesting, and I think I think too, you know, you didn't typically fit into that to that mold, you know, not playing football or, you know, I just stood out. And I think, you know, the way that I dressed and the interest that I had, the music that I listened to, it's not dissimilar to a lot of kids that I, that I talk to at the high school now. It's sort of, but it's more... I think it's. I think it's. It maybe not necessarily easier, but I think sort of being an individual um, is a lot more accepted in a country town than what it was back back then. Kate, I understand that. So, you said you. You said, and I'm going to quote: "I wasn't your typical country kid." What's your advice for the kids in the same position that feel that they're not typical? My my advice, and I've actually thought thought about this a lot from not only from from my personal, but sort of working at the school now, seeing all these such in, interesting kids. And honestly, school has not not changed since I was there. You've still got the cool kids. You've still got the bullies. You've still got your nerds. You've still got your science, and you've still got your arty kids. Exactly the same but my advice would be to surround yourself with like-minded people and find your own tribe that is that is the most important thing and don't be and don't be scared to to be to be yourself um and i think that that's something that i not only want to uh, promote but to encourage you know we're all an individual person and you know, life life is so short, and your and your school life is so sh- so short. My niece has just finished her HSE, and thirteen years of her life has just gone. And she received her HSE, a piece of paper in the mail yesterday, and it's and it's over. So just enjoy it. And when you get to my age, in in your fifties. It's really interesting to look back and to re- to reflect and say, "Hey, you know what? It actually wasn't as bad as what as what I remember it being." You know, remember the good things. You know, the music, the fashion. I mean, look, I still I still say the eighties fashion is the best fashion ever. So, um, but yeah, like little, little things like like that. So, just be who you are. Wow, David. What are some of the big issues that you think teenagers face these days that impact their mental health? And what's your advice on avoiding or dealing with these kind of things? I think I think the 
the biggest change um, and the biggest impact on teenagers now has been social media. And I know that we're all all aware of that. Like when when I was at school, social media was not a thing. You would see your friends or the bullies at school and then as soon as you walk out that gate, there might have been a fight after after school, but then you didn't see those people until you went back to school the next day. The biggest impact is is um, what I found, and I and I see it and I hear it all the time at school. Is social media these fights and these disagreements and everything continue on on social media, whether it be Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever it may be. It's an interesting um, period in our in our life where it's given everybody a platform to be able to to say whatever they want to say but without actually thinking about the repercussions of what that may have on a teenager. And I think that that's something that we need to implement into schools is that teaching um, or educating not only students but parents and staff to um, to understand and become more resilient um, because at the end of the day, this social media is can be and and it is and it's proven to be such a valuable part of our world and our society but anything it's like any anything whether it's drugs or alcohol or gambling if it's if it's abused it can become you know a hazard to our health and social media is just another addiction um and i think that's that is the biggest impact that i see on teenagers which I see causes anxiety depression um, because they're not talking like they they literally talk through a snap and that instant can change or have such a a massive impact on teenagers life Um, and and I just feel that that has changed the world so much that we need to step back and learn to talk to talk again to actually sit sit down like when you come into my office Kate and we sit down and we just we just chat it doesn't have to be about much at all but hey you know how how was your day so just little simple things like like that yeah very yes very true David um looking into social media a bit more I know since you're a bit of a businessman, what what are the advantages social media has? And is it a bit of a yes or no, a bit of a friend or foe? Social media, it's like 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 anything else. You know, it's like um, a good balanced diet and a life and a lifestyle. You know, a little bit's okay, and use correctly and not and not abuse. It can be an amazing thing um, for some people it can actually be a platform where they can use it to show their creativity whether it be be art or drawing or makeup or music or something like that that's something when I was growing up we never had that opportunity and you know like so many young music artists have been found and discovered playing in their bedroom which is an incredibly positive opportunity that that can come from from this so you know just just be really thought thoughtful about how you 
use it. You know, don't try and be something that you're not because at the end of the day, I guarantee you it'll come and bite, bite you in the bum. I, gar- I guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening to the Good Talk, Great Mate podcast. And stay tuned for part two of this awesome episode. It'll be the next one out, so keep your eyes peeled. This podcast is proudly supported by the Narrabri Shire Council and funded by the New South Wales Government. If you or a mate needs help, check out our show notes for more helpful resources. If you or a mate is in crisis, please call Lifeline 13 11 14, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800, or on the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. Or you can talk about support available with your doctor or a local rural mental health coordinator. And mate, it'd be great if you subscribed, gave us a follow, and shared this episode with your friends. Catch you next time.